Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, January 16th. Happy Martin Luther King Day, of course, uh, uh, this uh, very uh, special day annually, so hope you're enjoying it. Obviously, with that comes a lot of afternoon NBA, college basketball, and, of course, NHL, and uh, we're looking forward to breaking down this card. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and joining us today, special guest, uh, Connor Lacouve, uh, joining us here on the show playing overseas right now in Slovakia for Dukla Trenchin uh, over uh, in Europe. Connor, uh, great to have you on the Ice Guys show. How are things with you? Uh, thanks so much, guys. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Just uh, kind of a relaxing Monday night here. Nothing nothing too special. Uh, absolutely. And um, you're playing overseas right now. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you got there. I know you were, I think, a few years ago when the Canadians organization for a little bit uh, played in Laval uh, with the uh, Rocket uh, in the uh, AHL, but you were there for a bit. Now you're in Slovakia. Just talk about the last few years and your hockey journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I first got here two years ago. It was uh, the, it was 20, started a, uh, it would have been the 21-22 season, but it was a uh, COVID season. So I was originally signed with um, the Hartford Wolfpack in the American League. They ended up um, kind of like terminating our contracts because they weren't sure if we were if we were playing the American League. My my team that I would have been assigned to in the coast wasn't that whole division wasn't playing. So I was like trying to be proactive. I'm like, you know, I don't want to sit around and just kind of wait till January, February to find out like the leagues aren't playing. So just kind of through a friend of a friend, um, had reached out to an agent and they ended me, they ended up getting me in touch with this team trenching out here in Slovakia. So I went out here. Um, yeah, I think December, 2021. And I was out here for about six weeks, two months or so, uh, ended up getting a call like a month in from Brian Decord, uh, who was the head of goaltending development of the Arizona Coyotes. And they had a spot for me in Tucson. So I went to, uh, I went to Tucson, Arizona, uh, had some fun there and, uh, played, played the season or what was left of the season, half season there. And, um, last season I went back to Europe. I played in Bratislava. For uh, the first bit, we had a um, kind of tragic situation. Team ended up folding, and I went to uh, Finland uh, to an organization called Kalpa. And uh, it was good experience, pretty fun, uh, definitely pretty cold, pretty dark. So that was eye-opening. But, uh, you know, professional, great level of hockey. And, uh, you know, this summer was looking for a spot to play. And... Uh, Trenchin gave me a great offer and, you know, I had a, I had some success here, really liked the organization, the staff, you know, the goal, the goalie coach is phenomenal. He's, uh, he's the man and um, yeah, it's, it's working out pretty well so far. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Great to hear, and I'm, it's good that you're uh, enjoying it over there. I know Pavel Dimitra played for uh, Dukla Trenchin for a few seasons back in the uh, day. I mean, most of his career was in the NHL, Blues, uh, Kings, Wild, bunch of teams. But I know Dimitra had a couple of seasons, I think, over with that team uh, there. So I think he's probably one of the more famous alum, if you will. Uh, yeah, Dukla Trenchin team, but uh, exactly. Yeah, and of course, a great NHL career he had for sure. Um, now, we, as we always do with our guests, especially ones that are joining us for the first time, we do have a little vault, a little highlight reel, if you will. And this is actually, you know what, if you watch this uh, clip that I'm about to pull up here on the uh, screen here, uh, if you actually look at what we're about to see here, you're going to be stunned because you're going to think, holy crap, is this Connor LaCouvée or Connor Hellebuck that we're about to see here uh, it, with this uh, next uh, piece of goaltending? Uh, that we're about to uh, bring up here on the uh, screen. If we can find the damn thing, we'll hold on one second here. Uh, here we go. See if we can find the sound down. Move it up a bit. There we go. Let's see. There we go. Look at that. I think that's the paddle of the gold stick, if I'm not mistaken, Connor, that got that puck and kept it yeah. Great memories of that, I'm sure. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that was a while back, man. That's a juniors. What about that? Yeah, we thought they scored too. I remember that. That's incredible. That's an incredible save. That's one of those saves, Connor, where you can look back on life. It doesn't matter what the fuck happens the next three years, five years, <laughs> ten years, whatever the case may be. You can look back on that moment and say, wow, uh, I'm proud of that. I can yeah. put that up on my mantle, my wall, whatever the case may be. You make a save like that, man. You got to say, hey, pump that chest out a little bit and say, hey, look what <laughs> I can do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. Thanks for thanks for reminding me. Yeah. There, did you? Did you? It sounds like you had honestly forgotten about it. Did you forget about it? Oh, Wait. that's that's a that's a while back, yet. You know, you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> live in the here and now, right? I can't I can't, I can't be uh, I can't be gloating on these junior highlights, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a job anymore if I was showing everyone that. Hey, junior or not, hey, that's that's one hell of a save uh, right there, I, and and uh, it's 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 a it's a highlight reel save, junior pro. Slovakia, NHL, AHL, ECHL, doesn't matter. That is one hell of a damn save right there. I uh, figured we would uh, play that. And uh, one last clip we have here. Now, this is just recent. We were talking before the um, show, Connor and I, that he just recently played like a, I guess, a Slovakian extra league version, their version of the Winter Classic. This here. Uh, let me just make sure this is not the same. Oh, see, this is bad production here by the uh, host here. Hold on, we will. But you are in a. There we go. This is the right one. You are in a winter classic kind of thing with Slovakia, an outdoor game, uh, and I believe this is now. You're seeing it on the screen if you're watching oh, on YouTube. Nice. Highlights of it. Look at how lo nice it looks, just from yeah. up top. I mean, look at the camera angle. Is this the rink with the the boards of glass as well? I remember seeing this. Is, this, is actually, uh, this is actually a football stadium that was just converted into. Uh, you can just see like the ice has been put in the middle of it. Right. Camera shot, like it just it's, it looks fantastic with the yeah. night, nightfall, the lights. There's the uh, two teams. There's the opponents uh, right now coming out onto the ice of Trenchin. That is the opponents of Trenchin. 
got the two gone. You're ready to go. The goalie there. How cold now, you said you were injured for this game and couldn't play, yeah, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Wow, that, I like the production values mm. they put forth for this. Look at Nice. <laughs> I understood that. <laughs> Mentioning uh, Connor there, but yeah, just uh, really a wonderful atmosphere, wonderful environment there. Um, was that the first time you played in an outdoor game, Connor? I uh, played one in Boston University. Oh, okay. All right, you played one before. Really nice, but uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely. Uh, Again, it's, it's, what have they got? Winter? Yeah, there you go. Winter games, and you said this was part of the mini tournament. So really nice, really good. Mm, and uh, yeah. like I say, I, I find how, – how many times do they do that over there? Is it like a one-game-a-year type of thing, couple games a year? Because we've always talked about, Alex and I, that the NHL kind of overdoes it, you know, yeah. with the Winter Classic. We just – as much as we love watching outdoor games, it's just too many at this point. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, man. I think uh... – this is a no this is a pretty special thing like i don't think they've done it very recently or at all really like i'm not sure this has got to be the first time in a couple of years i'm pretty sure yeah definitely a great atmosphere great environment so uh cool and uh, certainly a great experience for those that played it and definitely those that were uh, in uh, attendance uh, all right um let's go into our nhl uh, card for monday we've got a bunch of games now we've got two that have already started here uh florida buffalo boston philly both underway i actually talked about those games yesterday because i knew we'd be starting at 2 p.m eastern today and uh two games would be off the map already so uh, let's get into it with detroit and colorado uh we've got colorado minus 190 home favorites uh six and a half the total uh, in this game red wings and abs you know as far as this game goes look was that the wake-up call that colorado needed on saturday night we talked about the team meeting that they had after losing to alex's uh, Chicago Blackhawks, and sure enough, they bounced back uh, and they got the uh, job done against uh, Ottawa in decisive fashion, just ripping through the Senators, blowing them out seven to nothing uh, on Saturday night. So, you know, the last time I bought into Colorado, turning it around was after they came back to beat Edmonton. They lost two in a row after that, including the Chicago game. They have the team meeting and then they explode on the scoreboard against the Senators. Could that be a sign this team is ready to get it going? We'll have to wait and see uh, on that. I think I do lean a little to the abs team total over. I think the full game over is what I did bet already in this game. I got six. It went up to six and a half a little bit. If you look at the series history, Red Wings at Colorado in Denver, it's been over, over, over. And the Avalanche, I think, have scored like five, six, or seven in the majority of these head-to-head -head games against uh, Detroit. So I think it's probably a decent chance for them to flex their muscles offensively. They certainly did that Saturday night uh, against Ottawa. So, I would probably look at some kind of either abs team total over or full game over as far as uh, this game goes. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here, Detroit and Colorado? Yeah, I should have grabbed that over six yesterday, and I didn't. And now that's up to six and a half. I'll wait 
and play this over in game, try to grab a five and a half at a, a better adjusted price. Like I said, the history uh, suggests these two teams, you know, go up and down against one another. And even though it's not necessarily Detroit's style, at least they know they can't really get into, you know, afford to get into a gunfight with a Colorado team. This is the kind of, you know, weaker avalanche squad. You know, we're still having their their bumps and bruises they're having to deal with. So I, I don't know if it's going to be as high paced, but I still think we see enough goals to get over. So look for a five and a half in game. Yeah, and there's a lot of these games that even though they're afternoon games here, the next few, there's a lot of them still without goalies confirmed. Uh, and this is one of them. We don't know who's going to be in net yet for this uh, Red Wings and Avs game. Just projections that it will be Huso and Georgiev for their uh, respective uh, teams here. Uh, going into uh, this one. And of course, uh, Billy Huso has kind of rebounded a little bit lately from those struggles. I mean, he had a great start, kind of, you know, hit a rough patch, and now he started to play uh, a little bit better. I know it can't be easy sometimes where you are, Connor, uh, watching and following and keeping track of NHL a ton, but just from what you uh, know uh, about Detroit and Colorado, uh, some thoughts from you. Yeah, uh, no, it has it hasn't been too easy. Uh, that's kind of one of the unfortunate things about living out here is you know not really getting to watch many games, just kind of um, the highlights. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I obviously I'm uh, I'm pushing for Colorado here. I like Colorado. I don't really know the um, what I would say for for the over here, but. You know, I would I, <laughs> I like it at six. I'm not sure if six point five. Yeah, it's gone up. I mean, the, to me, uh, I'm always saying with Colorado. I mean, when you look at their when you look at betting totals, I should say six to six and a half. Mm. Uh, definitely a situation where as long as it's seven, is still the number you need to win. It doesn't go from like a six and a half to seven. I think that's probably a more significant uh, totals uh, move here uh, in this one. But, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. I think we'll probably see some goals here in this one. This is a fascinating game coming up here, Tampa Bay and Seattle. Uh, we've got the Lightning minus 135 road favorites. Six and a half here is the total in this game. The Seattle Kraken, that's got to be one of the best front-to-back, start-to-finish road trips that I've ever seen a team play, you know, from what I saw. I mean, that was just for, from start to finish, like never a letdown or a let up from that, that team throughout the road trip, which I thought could happen against Chicago. And they made me look like a complete and utter idiot for taking Chicago. And there they are, basically Seattle up six to one uh, in the first period where each of their first six shots on goal end up in the back of the net. So it was a dreadful opening period for defense and goaltending from both uh, state, well, especially from Morozik, but wasn't a whole lot better from uh, Alex Daylock uh, in that game either. So, you know, this is definitely now Tampa Bay uh, back home after that road trip. Is this the spot where they find, like, are they are they immune to a tricky spot? I thought maybe the Chicago game would be a tough spot after that great, great uh, road, that win against Boston, final game of the trip, kind of looking forward to getting back home. Those are usually the spots where a team exhales and you don't get their best game. And of course they put the boots to Chicago. Is this the spot now back home finally after that road trip where this is where they have that flat spot, that clunker, they don't play well perhaps, but I'm, I'm definitely a lot more reluctant to step in front of them here than I normally would. Normally this is a slam dunk. I'm on Tampa Bay here with Seattle mm -hmm. back home off a perfect road trip. That's the angle that I'm always going to look to as my go-to but I'm going to pump the brakes on doing that here uh, because, you know, you could still have Seattle as a home underdog. You've got the number one NHL star of the week, Martin Jones, uh, in net here for this game for the uh, expected at least to be in net. 
uh, he's been remarkable. I mean, he's been terrific lately, and I can't even I can't even call him Martin the Beach Ball Joneses and can't stop one uh, anymore <laughs> for this team. I can't. Uh, he's been that good uh, for the uh, Kraken during this run. Uh, the road trip was awesome. They haven't been as good on the road. Excellent point by Neil in our YouTube chat. That's true. They have not been as good on the road. It does feel like if they're going to have a bad game uh, and a clunker, it's off that just brilliant road trip where they swept it uh, with uh, how many wins did they have on that road trip? Yeah, seven in a row uh, on that road trip. And they beat some quality teams too. Edmonton, Toronto, you know, Ottawa, Montreal, Buffalo, Boston, Chicago. You know, about three or four of those teams are good hockey teams. So there is nothing fraudulent or phony about how well they played uh, Seattle on that road trip. So I have a reluctant reluctancy to go against Seattle, even if this might be a little bit of a tricky spot for them here uh, in this game. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? It's a fascinating one to digest here and to break down and, and contemplate uh, lightning and Kraken. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to go uh, against this Kraken team now with the street that they're on. But like you said, this kind of a spot's a bit tough. And not only coming back home off of a successful road trip, but it was an early start time as well. That might be a, so a little tricky. So I like Tampa Bay first period puck line. Uh, lay the half a goal at plus 165. I've seen a plus 170 out there as well. If they are going to be a bit sluggish, perhaps it's early in the first period and maybe they get their bearings under them uh, and play a better second period and beyond. But I think Tampa Bay might get the jump on them early. So I'm going to go lightning first period puck line. All right, lightning first period puck line. Connor, I'll throw this question at you regarding this game. If you were in Tampa Bay's shoes, you know, a team that's basically gone to the Stanley Cup final three years in a row, won twice and, of course, lost in the final to Colorado last year. And this is now year four of just after three years of basically playing nonstop from October. Not October, but there's some COVID seasons in there, but you get what I mean, up till June, July, long seasons right till the end. Does that add up on the team? I mean, you're a goalie, so uh, it's a little different than, say, a forward or a blue liner, uh, for instance. But does that kind of thing tax you and does it add up? And is this one of those situations this year where if you're the Lightning, you say, I just don't know if they can get back to the Stanley Cup final again because I just don't know how much gas is left in their tank. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I would say just like logically, obviously, I mean, you talk about three years of Stanley Cup finals, that's, you know, that's close to 100 extra games played, right? So that's a full, full extra season. And, you know, as you know, the playoffs, it's pretty, it's pretty competitive. So these aren't just like, you know, throwaway preseason games. These are, you know, hard games. Guys are playing through a lot of injuries. I would definitely see um, that definitely makes a lot of sense, just like the exertion, not only physically, but mentally that these guys have gone through. And a big, a big component of it too is like you go so far in the playoffs and, you know, you finish whenever it is, May, June, you don't really have a huge off season, right? So you don't have the off season to kind of like prepare your body, but as well as like get away from the game a little bit too, you know, do some fun things, have a vacation. So I definitely see, I definitely agree with you there, Ian. Um, the one thing I think is it's nice with like, definitely builds the camaraderie of the team, but after like three seasons playing an extra hundred games or so, or whatever it is, you know, 80 maybe. Yeah, I definitely think, you know, you're due for kind of an off year. It's just, you know, guys are guys are playing playing so often and, you know, through probably so much stress and injuries that, you know, it only seems logical that you need some you need some give. Yeah, exactly. And uh certainly too, after 
uh, all that, um, and plus intense minutes. Like it's not just that all the mm-hmm. games, hard games, hard oh, minutes yeah. on the ice, hard hard goaltending min- uh, starts and minutes from Andre Vasilevsky. You know these last few years for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know how immense he's had to be uh, in between the pipes here for the Lightning. I mean that definitely accumulates uh, over mm-hmm. time. And even Vasilevsky, I'll say it right now. He's been human the last several starts. He's not been re- – they almost blew the game against Van- – not it's the whole team. It's I don't want to put it all on Vasilevsky. Mm. Remember, they almost blew that game against Vancouver last week. They were up 5-2. They made it 5-4, and they nearly tied that game late. So even Vasilevsky's showing some signs of the wear and tear and all the games and all the minutes that have been played by this entire Lightning team. Uh, over the last uh, three years, and you can tell that uh, if, if they got their way through to the Stanley Cup final again this year somehow, hats off to them. I don't know how they'll fucking do it, and I don't know how they managed to withstand all the you know, minutes they've played and games they've played the last few years. I know, Alex, we, you've talked about that a bunch too. I mean, if Tampa yeah. makes a deep playoff run this year, you got to wonder if these are robots and computers, not human beings, because <laughs> I just don't know how they're going to withstand another long run with just so, so much wear and tear and physicality and intensity, and they're hard minutes. It's yeah. harder to play in the playoffs, a playoff game, including especially a bunch of them compared to the regular season. Yeah, and, and over time you have to wonder, you know, how long can they keep up? Uh, you know, not just play it, you know, playoff team, but just as a good regular season team because it can wear you down so much. We've seen this breakdown happen with these dynasty teams like Chicago, like Pittsburgh, like LA, uh, in, in previous decades, you know, so it would be unprecedented if they can make a, a run like this. But then you, you have to wonder about all these guys' minutes, not just with their, you know, uh, moving forward as a unit in Tampa, but just the rest of their careers. Yep. So uh, and definitely, it's going to be fascinating to watch them in playoff time. So no Martin Jones slander for me, uh, at least for now. Uh, and now that I'm being nice and I've, I've I've made amends with Martin Jones in peace, and I'm not criticizing him, and he doesn't, and he's been excellent. Now this will be the day he plays and he gives up eight goals or something. Watch, that's just the way it works. Now's the day he's going to shit the bed, just when we're finally throwing roses his way mm. uh, right now for his uh, recent play. All right, New Jersey and San Jose. We've got New Jersey minus 190, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Devils, what a streaky bunch, right? Couldn't get out of their own way for a long period of time. They ascended right up to near the top of the you know, Eastern Conference and division standings, uh, but they are pulling their way out of their funk, and now they have put four straight wins together against the Rangers, Hurricanes, Ducks, and the Kings. I would say three of those four wins were quality. Quality wins against quality opposition. You beat Carolina, you beat the Rangers, you beat the Kings. Obviously, throw out the Anaheim game. They're absolutely miserable. But, you know, the games against the other teams, I mean, that those are three good wins for this Jersey team. Their offense is starting to light it up. They've scored four, five, six, five in their last four games. They've trended over the total as well. Uh, five straight overs for the Devils going into this game. So this is a split bet for me here with Devils team total over three and a half at a very reasonable price around minus 125, minus 130. And I'm also going to go with that six and a half up and over the number. We know with the San Jose Sharks, defending has been a problem for them. They've been trending over eight, one and one in their last 10 games to the over. Seven, one beat down at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers uh, on Friday night. Gave up four to LA in a loss before that. So we know defending and goaltending, regardless of James Reimer or Kapo Kakinen, has not been uh, very good for the uh, San Jose Sharks. So I'm going to split this one up between the Devils team total over, since I think they'll do the brunt of the scoring, 
and also the uh, full game over here in this one. Uh, Alex, uh, what are you looking at here with New Jersey and San Jose? Well, I'm just riding the same thing I've been on for probably the last two and a half weeks now. With the Sharks, I'm going first period over, uh, going over two plus a dollar twenty. Uh, 15 and three, the last 18 with a, the over set at one and a half. But a lot of these have still been cashing with over twos. Uh, we've been seeing three and four goals in the first period. Like I said, the goaltending situation for San Jose has just been really rough. Uh, and we know New Jersey's offense can get off to a fast pace. I think it's gonna be a good back and forth game. So I'll leave with the full game over as well. But I really like this first period over. All right, I'll throw this at Connor. Jack Hughes, how much have you gotten to see of him, and what do you think of his play, and what do you think of the Devils? Are they contenders or pretenders? Because I know there's people on both sides of the fence. They think this is just out of nowhere. This is just unsustainable. This is a team that maybe doesn't have the physicality to go through a long playoff grind either. That's a legit question because Mm -hmm. a lot of their forwards are skilled and a little smaller in some uh, elements. Do they have that, you know, ability to, you know, you know, power through and play more of a, you know, tighter checking style of hockey when the going gets tough in the spring. But there's no denying that regardless of what you think of that, Connor, you have to give this team just a hell of a lot of credit for uh, making this kind of a big step forward from last year to this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Jack Hughes, hell of a player. What was the uh, what was his shift time a couple of weeks ago? It was like six minutes, yeah, seven 30, minute shift, like, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. insanity. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so what was uh, what was the Devils' win streak at one point of the season? It was oh, it was double digits. It was yeah, a it double was digit win. Twelve. Yeah. 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 It was. It was they, I'm just going to count it up. I'll, I'll, I'll answer that right now for you, actually. 10, 11, 12. There was a 13-game win streak they had. Yeah. And then they lost, what, like seven or something? Seven Pretty much, eight? yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's, on the right uh, side of the streak you know, again, four in a row. Yeah, obviously a pretty streaky team. Um, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. I um, I think the offense has kind of been, been clicking for them, like you had said. But I – it depends what it depends what Devils team we're going to see in the playoffs, right? You know what I mean. If you're like, hopefully they're coming in with a bit of with a bit of swagger, with a bit of this heat, and can kind of carry that going because I think it would be great for New Jersey, like for the fans to kind of get get a playoff team and get some excitement around that team. But um, we'll see, man. I think Devils, yeah. Even that Avs and over five and a half. Someone in our chat mentioned it. The combo bet with the Avs and over five and a half, and the Devils and over five and a half, which yeah, plus one sixty five there uh, with that is not a bad consideration for this game because again, we we expect New Jersey probably to win this one. Uh, the one thing about San Jose though is they 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 can't pull an upset or two, and they are they did get embarrassed by Edmonton. So I, I think the Sharks are coming to play a little bit in this one here today, but doesn't mean they're going to win. Uh, New Jersey's clearly found their game again, uh, and we'll see You know if they can keep the uh, win streak going. And it's all about their offense. Again, it's come to life, and uh, that's a big component to this four-game win streak. Uh, it looks like in terms of goaltending here, don't have anything confirmed yet who's going to be the starter. Actually, we have Reimer that has been confirmed for San Jose. It will be James Reimer. Vitek Vanacek for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So uh, that looks like that's going to be your uh goaltending matchup and probably Vanacek, but not confirmed. Obviously, if you're going to look at props for New Jersey, it starts and ends with Jack Hughes. Nico Heeshear has been a goal and point machine lately as well. Mm-hmm. Heeshear is right up there. 
Uh, Jesper Bratt, you know, he's a streaky player just like the team. And right now he's on the good end of the streak. So Jesper Bratt, probably worth a look. I forgot to mention props for Seattle, Tampa, but certainly for Seattle, Matty Beneers, I mean, is just automatic every game for him right now. He's been terrific. He's probably the front runner to win the Calder right now. He's just been able to score and produce points every game. So there's some prop looks for those two games coming up uh, later. All right, Dallas and Vegas now. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Vegas minus 120. Home favorites in this one, six the total pretty much across the board. Oh, this is funny. A funny story. Um, I was doing an NBA show earlier, and one of the people I do the NBA betting show with on Pub Sports Radio, NBA Pub, Ski Profit, great with NBA. He's living in Las Vegas. He said to me, and he's actually the one that pointed this out to me, and I, I don't think he follows and watches a ton of hockey, but he's going to the Stars and the Golden Knights game uh, tonight. Uh, at T-Mobile Arena. And he pointed out something to me that even I totally forgot about. This is Peter DeBoer making his return to Vegas here uh, mm. as the coach of the uh, Dallas Stars and um, saying that the that the angle that he's betting for this game is Dallas just simply because you got the, the coach and the team returning to Vegas with that their coach, Pete DeBoer, and wanting to beat his former team. you know. And I totally had not thought of that uh, for this game prior to hearing that. And I was, and I am still going to be probably on Vegas here, but it does, it does make you think. It does make you you stop and think for a second. But I still think I like I I not I think I do still like the Golden Knights here, especially with the price you get minus one ten to minus one twenty. Dallas has lost two in a row uh, against the uh, Rangers and the uh, Calgary Flames, two one in overtime to the Rangers, and then that was a heartbreaker. Uh, mm -hmm. Tied it in the final second, and then six five valiant comeback uh, attempt, but falls short against the Flames on Saturday. Vegas is off a four three. Uh, lost to the Edmonton Oilers, looking to bounce back uh, at home. This is a, a long homestand for Vegas. They've already been at home for four games. They have three more games on this homestand coming up, including this one. Uh, you look at the head-to-head uh, -head series, Vegas uh, is actually Dallas is 4-2 uh, in the last six meetings against Vegas, but Vegas did win the last home meeting against Dallas by a score of 5-4. to four. I do like the Golden Knights a little bit here in a bounce-back spot, but at the same time, I uh, – that's an interesting angle. That is definitely one to, you know, really think about seriously that Dallas is going to be, you know, fired up here, not just because they've lost two and or they should be fired up anyway. Who, you know, you want to snap the losing streak, but you've got your head coach, Peter DeBoer going back to Vegas to play his former team. And sometimes that gets players a little extra incentive with that kind of angle. Connor, I mean, as someone that's playing the game, does that kind of make sense that, Hey, you've got a coach that's just come in year one and usually year one, that new coach has everybody's attention, right? The mm. message is fresh. Nobody's tuning the guy out because it's a new message. It's a new voice, you know, and they've had a very good season, Dallas, first year under Peter DeBoer. But they know he used to coach with the Golden Knights. They know he got fired by them uh, in the offseason. Does the player, do the players have an extra, yeah, win one for the Gipper? Let's get one for Peter DeBoer here and beat, you know, the team that canned him last year? Or is that not so much of a big deal? No, for sure. I think it, uh, you know, largely depends on the relationship he has with the guys. But I, like, like you said, you know, they're what are they third, third in their division this right now? Like they're, they're due, they're having a great season. They're playing well. So, I, you know, I, I would assume that relationship is decent. I think, um, you know, anytime you get to go in in Vegas too, there's probably a little, uh, you know, guys are high step and guys are excited to be, to be there too. So yeah, I, I think some heavy money on the board and um, yeah, I, I like Dallas in this one. 
there you go. Just based on the angle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what can you say? I mean, that is, that's, that's, I've, I got to admit, I am given a massive pause uh, to my initial handicap of this game that I like Vegas. I still think at home they're, they're going to play well after losing Edmonton. They are still banged up. It's a, it's an excellent point in terms of these two teams, in terms of personnel. I mean, Dallas is definitely the much healthier squad. Their only issue is Rupe, Rupe Hints right now. Uh, who didn't practice Sunday. He's missed the last three games. He may not return. But then on the Vegas side, it's no Zach Whitecloud. It's no Shea Theodore, two of their better defensemen. Uh, Daniil Miramanov, who is playing well on defense, uh, is out. Mark Stone. Uh, Mark Stone can't stay healthy. I am so uh, feel bad for him right now at this stage of his career. It's really a shame. But it's just he comes back for 10 games and he gets hurt again. Uh, and that's the way it's become for Mark Stone. And another injury, he's out now week to week uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Will Carrier, who's been a nice depth forward for them, is out now as well. So I get it. It's a little bit of a banged-up Golden Knights team right now. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Stars, Golden Knights. Yeah, this. I mean, that's a great angle to, to, to point out. And, you know, I could see that being uh, a bit of an influence, a bit of spark. But I think this is going to be a close battle. We've seen close games with these two teams going back in the last six meetings, four of them. Uh, have gone to overtime. Uh, five of them have been one goal uh, decisions. And you look at Dallas, two of their last three games have gone to overtime, all three games decided by one goal. So I looked at the draw here, and, and it's a shorter price than usual for a reason, plus 330. Uh, normally we see plus 350s, plus 360s with these, but uh, 330 is fine. I think uh, the books kind of feel the same way. This might be a close one. It could go past 60 minutes. All right, very good. Uh, there you go. So that is uh, Dallas and Vegas. Uh, we've got the uh, second half of the card. We'll break down the remaining games coming up on this Monday slate in just a second. But first, we'll pause for messages from Gramco. All right. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here. And great, John X. Uh, see, that's why. I mean, everybody's different. Everybody thinks, you know, differently about certain things, certain elements, certain angles. And he says in the chat, Peter DeBoer didn't really have a positive impact with the Vegas Golden Knights. So that angle doesn't mean shit to me. So there you go. <laughs> He's on the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights here in this one. It's a, See, it's an alternative way of looking at it. Uh, no question. And uh, it's just though the, that the concerns me more is than the, the DeBoer angle is the, the, the lack of health right now. Uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. That is concerning. They are a very beaten up team right now. We'll see if they can survive it uh, here today. All right, Anaheim and Pittsburgh. The rest of the games are at night. Uh, we've got, uh, I believe, five games left here. Uh, it is uh, Pittsburgh, minus 320, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. I'm getting a little crazy. We get remember that seal song. If we're ever going to survive, unless we get a little crazy. I'm getting a little crazy here. Anaheim, first period, full game, money line. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, Pittsburgh can't be laying this price. They might win. They very well might. 
they can't be laying this number, not in their current form, not with Casey to Smith and that, uh, not with the injuries they're dealing with on the back end. And there's a, and there's a big reason why I'm, I've taken a little bit of a plunge here with uh, Anaheim in this one. John Gibson going back home. All right. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He's a Western Pennsylvania guy. He is a player that, you know, it seems to play good every time he plays there pretty much. And if you actually look at the last two times Pittsburgh has hosted Anaheim, he's held Pittsburgh to two goals or less. Pittsburgh won both of those games, both two to one and one to nothing. I mean, they were really tight games. They were tough games for the for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He seems to play well when he goes back home. It's worth the shot here for a team that's just not playing well enough. And this is just a form bet for me. You know, this is not a team that's playing the form of a minus 320 favorite right now, Pittsburgh. They're not. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. They've been absolutely terrible. So for me, this is a, this is a dog plunge for me. And I might be plunging. Uh, it might be a suicidal plunge here, if you ask me, because Anaheim's been that pathetic. Uh, but I think there's reasons at this price to take a small shot. Small shot, you know, make sure you keep it small. I'm doing that. But, yeah, small shot. This could actually be a decent draw. Uh, option in this game honestly because i think it actually won't be an easy game if pittsburgh wins i don't expect them to blow them out and win by margin i know the ducks like i said had a horrible year they're coming off you know ass whippings three in a row at home against boston edmonton and new jersey what were they outscored 19 to 5 in those three yeah. games and yeah. that's the team i'm saddling up to here at a big dog price that team that just got their ass handed to them 19 5 and three straight games but i'm doing it for a small play here ducks and Ducks first period and full game money line. Alex, uh, you can tell me I'm crazy. You can tell me I'm not, but what do you think? No, I mean, it's a, it's a bold play. Uh, I, I'm not going to be on anything in this. Like, like I said, if I were to lean with anything, it would be the draw because you're getting a plus 430 because of how inflated uh, the, the, the money line is. That being said, you know, yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't deserve to be laying 320, but I can't back anything Anaheim related. Even two and a half plus 110 on the team total when this is a team that's been struggling to get more than two goals, except, you know, I'll score 19 to five in the last three games. They could easily win this game two to one. So uh, this could be a messy one. Probably would look to jump for something, uh, jump in, in, you know, with in game play, but don't want anything pregame. Yeah, this team, Connor, is at a crossroads, Pittsburgh. I mean, they're, I think they still want to be a Stanley Cup contender. They want to make one last run at a cup with Crosby, Malkin, mm. Gensel, Latang, this core of players they've had for years. But every time you start to get a little excited about them and they start to heat up like they were a couple weeks ago, they just go right back into, you know, a little bit of a skid. And that's exactly, that's been their season, ups and downs, ups and downs. And, you know, right now it's tricky with Pittsburgh to see them having long-term success in the playoffs it's just it's just too inconsistent at this point in time for them yeah no I uh I like I liked what you said about Gibson coming back coming back home I'm hoping I'm hoping you're right I like that I like the under I think he's gonna you know steal the game for him that two and two and uh eight in the last 10 doesn't sound uh too strong for uh you know minus 320 there so yeah I gotta agree with you there Ian yeah, I mean two and eight for a minus three two and eight in their last ten games for a minus yeah, three twenty favorite. Uh, you know, you you'd be playing a Bantam Pee Wee Bantam team from uh, the state. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh tonight, and I'd still wouldn't lay minus three twenty with them uh, in this uh, spot with that kind of form. All right, Rangers and Jackets next up. We've got uh, the Rangers minus one ninety road favorites six and a half the total. You know, I actually do have some regret that I did not take a shot with Montreal. It's easy to say after they won, but it's just because, you know, 
the Rangers are, they got this illness running through the team a little bit. And there's a bunch of teams that do. Winnipeg's had it. Toronto had it a bit. Matthews for the Leafs had it for a few games there. And you could tell they were just, they were lacking energy yesterday. It's just, you could tell it was running through the team and they just didn't have that much of a spark going for them yesterday against Montreal. They lose a two to one. Now they're on a back to back here uh, going to Columbus and, you know, Chris Kreider is still out for this or looks like day to day. They're thinking he might, return actually tonight but again we'll have to wait and see definitely did not play yesterday we'll see if he returns today Gauthier is on IR they had uh, Kratsov and some of the other forwards up front battling less than 100% through this flu bug illness whatever you want to call it running through the team right now so I'm definitely pumping the brakes on laying minus 190 with the Rangers tonight Columbus has actually beaten them two times in a row uh, and including earlier this year at Madison Square Garden the Jackets thumped them five to one uh, earlier this season so you know this is one where it's i honestly dog or pass if you're going to bet columbus bet them at home that's the one place they do seem to win from time to time uh 10 and 14 only three wins on the road granted one of those road wins was their last game against detroit isn't that just classic nhl and i said this on twitter the detroit red wings they beat winnipeg and toronto Two teams having great seasons, back-to-back home games. And then they got Columbus, who's got two road wins all year, and they, they're down 4 nothing basically, after the first period. Classic. Classic shit right there. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you beat Winnipeg and Toronto, and then you're getting blasted at home by a team that had two road wins. Two! Two! Going into that game on the Saturday night. Craziness. Uh, that's what it. That's the way it goes sometimes. I lean jackets here. I think you're going to see goals. That's the one thing I'm pretty convinced of. I think the over's probably worth a look. It's going to be Yarrow Halak on the back-to-back for the Rangers because mm. it was Shesterkin yesterday. And it's Elvis Merzlikens uh, in net for Columbus. Uh, Connor's a great person to ask this as a goalie himself. Sometimes you're going to see it with a goalie. It's so easy to lose confidence, whether it's you just physically are not playing as well or it's a mental thing. We've talked about this, Alex and I, for a bunch, and I'll get your thoughts now with Merzlikens. He's obviously struggling, but it's not all physical in my mind. This isn't just a guy all of a sudden that, whoa, he's lost his skill, his ability. This is a guy that had a traumatic experience last year. The death of his countryman, his teammate, Matisse Kivlenix, the firework incident that he was right, he witnessed it. He saw mm. it firsthand, and that's like someone's like his best friend. Yeah. You know, no wonder he's shaken up. No wonder he's having trouble finding his game again. Alex and I are of the belief he needs to get the fuck out of Columbus. He's got to get a new lease on life, a fresh start, change of scenery. It doesn't help this stupid team, and they're still doing it, firing off cannons. You know, oh, I building, know. I know. Just like, it's like PSD, you know, yeah. all over again. Uh, PTSD uh, all over again for this guy because of what happened with his uh, teammate and that tragedy. I mean, to me, it's a situation where I think for his own future in this league as a goaltender, just physically, mentally, go to another team, go to another city, get a fresh start, and hopefully he can restart and get his career back on track. What do you think about that? How? What are his numbers this year? How's he doing? Uh, it's not good. It's not good. Uh, I'll just. Uh, it's four point five two goals against average and eight sixty seven save percentage right oh, now sure. for so he's, he's really not good at all no and how many games uh and his uh win loss record is five and 11 16 starts yeah so they, who's who's starting for them but you cut out for a sec what was that yeah sorry i said who's starting 
for mo- most of the games then. Is it it's Merzlikens? been back and forth with Columbus this year. Yeah, because yeah, they've had injury issues, so it's rotated. Yeah. yeah. It's been Merzlikens and uh, Corpus Allo. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, much. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yep. that's interesting, man. Because I think it was it wasn't last year, but I think it might have been two or three years ago. He was he came to the NHL, Merzlikens. He was really yep. struggling, like doing real like uh, Corpusala was kind of the guy, and um, you know looked like a lot of confidence issues, not you know finding himself. And then I think Corpusala got hurt, and then he kind of got the reins, and it was like three or four shutouts in a row, or he had like crazy numbers and kind of like revived that whole season um so yeah it's definitely a mental thing man um that's that's a good comment about the you know the death of Keith Lennox like that's brutal I I know they've I, I thought I read a piece about him having PTSD about the cannon that goes off yeah and man that's like yeah, that's pretty tragic. I don't really know how you shake that. If it's that seems to just be attached with you. Um, but man, he's a he's a hell of a goalie. Like if if he goes somewhere else, I really hope he can. Uh, I hope he can really kind of hit his stride again because he's what like six three, six four, maybe six six four, and very athletic, good skater. But um, man, like you said, you know, it's just a confidence thing. So. Hopefully he can. Hopefully he can get it back. Hopefully he can. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm of the belief that if he gets back on, if he gets out of Columbus and is with another team, I'm going to be looking actually buy, 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 buy low and buy and bet on Elvis mm. when he goes somewhere else because I do think there's still a good ability there. He was starting to look like he was about to solidify being, you know, maybe a number one goalie for years to come in Columbus. Then this horrible incident happened and he just hasn't been able to get his game back. And for obvious reasons, it's definitely yeah. a lot of it, in my opinion. And you just said the same thing. And you basically, and Alex and I have said it too. I think we, we definitely think it's mental. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Rangers jackets. Yeah, this is a, I don't know, this is a, it's a tough one. Like I said, you know, with these two teams, and like I said, the Rangers, you know, playing kind of a, just up and down style right now, they don't seem like a team you can just comfortably lay 190 with, especially on the second of a back-to-back. Halak has played better uh, in the last, you know, couple of starts he's made, but he's, like I said, susceptible to give up goals at any time. So I like the overs here, but at two and six and a half, these are both, uh, you know, ones I want to get a better price on in-game rather than, uh, than betting them out. All right, so maybe wait for a live in-game. And Rich H, the team was promoting something, including fireworks coming up. Like, what the on, fuck? On New Year's Eve, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is tone deaf. I know it's the canon. I know they've done this at Jackets home games at Nationwide for years. But how about we just shelve that for an instant and think about a human being and a situation that, you know, we can control this. How about we just put the human being ahead of this, you know, tradition, you know, and that's where they failed. You're right. They shouldn't be doing that. No way. Uh, and especially if they know it's bothering him uh, as well, shut the thing off, you know, especially when he's starting. If you want to do it when Corpusalo's starting or Tarasov or any other goalie they have in the organization, fine. But when, uh, when Merzlikens is in net, don't, you know, don't fire the cannons off. Just don't do it. You know, have some sensitivity for crying out loud. And apparently they're lacking that a little bit uh, right now. That's unfortunate. Now, all right, so I like the over, and Alex is looking at maybe something in game. All right, we got three games left: Capitals and Islanders, even money minus one ten, uh, five and a half the total in this game. 
Uh, the Capitals, what can you say? They just lost two in a row to the Flyers. And uh, last check, the uh, Flyers are having a tough afternoon in Boston uh, here in this uh, early afternoon game against the uh, Bruins. And look, that's the Bruins, right? That's uh, obviously an excellent mm-hmm. season, excellent team. But for the Capitals to lose two in a row to Philly, that's a little alarming. And if you actually look, three of the last four they've lost, including the loss to Nashville, they only beat Columbus one nothing. All of a sudden, offense has dried up just a little bit for Washington. Can they find it again here against the uh, Islanders? Islanders haven't played great. They had a four-game losing streak going until they snapped it narrowly against the Montreal Canadiens and only scored two goals. I had a loss on the team total. And, uh, you know, I've been betting the team total over for every Montreal opponent since the Christmas break because they've just been decimated on the blue line and struggled to keep the puck out of their own net. And Montembeau and Allen have had issues as well. But even the Islanders couldn't break three goals uh, against Mm. that Montreal team. So it's not like they're in great form. I know they snapped the losing streak, but it was Montreal and it was by the skin of their teeth, you know, on home ice, two to one. I'm going to take Washington here. I think this is put up or shut up time for the Capitals. You need a win. I think they step it up effort-wise, focus-wise, after losing two in a row to the Flyers. Even money, you know, I'll still side with the Capitals here, uh, minus 110. Total is probably, uh, I can't bet an over right now with the Islanders. I mean, they've just, you know, even the five and a halfs lately with them have stayed under the total. Five straight unders uh, for the Islanders. So for me, it's just the side here, uh, Washington, uh, minus 110. Alex, what do you think here, Capitals, Islanders? Yeah, but I saw that five and a half. I kind of jumped at it at first and thought maybe I'll go over. But like now, like I said, Islanders, just their style of play right now has been kind of that, uh, you know, old school trap mentality, not a whole lot of uh, of offense rolling around. So it, with that being said, I'd have to lean toward Washington. This is more than likely going to be a pass for me as well. Like I said, these are two teams that uh, have, have played each other fairly close. But I don't feel like this could be a good draw spot either. I feel like this might be a game where we see one team kind of just jump out and, uh, you know, move forward. So maybe this is a good game live as far as looking, you know, next to score props. You know, if you see a team, you know, jump out with a lead and then get a power play right after, uh, you know, you can, you know, kind of do some stack betting that way. But, um, yeah, this might be a, a good win for the Capitals here, but I don't know if the, this is going to be worth betting anything pregame. No, exactly. And by the way, we've talked about this with the Washington props. You can you can bet Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Oshie props. They're never a bad idea, but don't sleep on Eric Gustafson, the blue liner, who's been piling up points. You know, Sonny Milano, Connor Sheary, and Nick Dowd. How many times have I talked about Nick Dowd uh, down the lineup uh, who's been uh, chipping in offensively throughout the season for the Capitals? So there's some good value options with player props on the Washington side. Uh, Connor, when it comes to the Capitals, I mean, it's a team that uh, – do you think the Capitals have one more Stanley Cup run in them? Oh, man, that's a tough question. Um, with this kind of current team, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure right now. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards no. But um, you know what's funny about Ovechkin yeah, here? Don't count them out. You know what I mean? They've got so many great players. And, you know, they know they. I feel like, you know, it's just – They've won in the they've won in the past, and they have those core guys. So it's it's one of those things where I you know you'd never want to count them out. But for me right now, I'm not a huge huge Caps fan. Yeah, I think there's the jury's out, and they're they're all caught up in the Ovechkin chase to get Gretzky's record. That's uh, what right I was gonna now. say. Yeah, and uh, it's just it's almost like they've forgotten to how the, the lately especially like that's such a focus. It's like their team game has kind of evaporated. All of a sudden, they got to get back to winning hockey games. The record will come. Trust me. 
he's going to get it. As long as he doesn't have a, a career-ending injury at some point ne- this year or next year, he's going to get that record. It's a question of when, not if. You know, they don't have to force feed him. You know, play your game, all right? Mm. Play your regular game. Don't try to look for cookies and uh, an extra, yeah. you know, points for Ovechkin and goals or try to feed him the puck. If it's there to be to give him the puck and he's open, do it. But don't try to, like, force it in there right now. It, it'll come naturally, trust me, uh, with him. So that's, I think, that's, that's actually something Peter LaViolette talked about just the other day. Like, you know, we just, you know, we got to stick to our team game. I mean, uh, and it's kind of hinting that maybe this, well, this whole focus and on Ovechkin and trying to get him as many goals as possible is taken away from their level of play uh, just a yeah. little bit. And they thought they had addressed the goaltending as well uh, with Darcy Kemper. He's had an up and down season, but there is reason for optimism. He's played a little bit better here in some of these last uh, couple of starts for Washington. Uh, he is confirmed in net Ilya Sorokin. Uh, we'll be in between the pipes here for the uh, Islanders tonight. All right, we've got Ottawa, St. Louis, even money, minus 110, both sides here, six and a half the total in this game. Look, this is uh, pretty straightforward for me. Ottawa just got truly embarrassed Saturday night by Colorado, seven to nothing. I heard all the quotes. Thomas Shabbat, my worst game ever. Brady Kachuk, that's embarrassing. That's all I can say. I have no other words besides that. I mean, obviously the team was livid not happy uh, with the way they played against Colorado Saturday night. So this is a simple, straightforward Ottawa first period, Ottawa full game uh, for me split in this game. I think, and look, this is a team that they can beat. St. Louis is beaten up. We know that they are very, very depleted right now uh, on the blue line, Krug, Scandella, Perunovic, Bortuzzo, all on IR. They've obviously still got O'Reilly and Tarasenko uh, out long-term. Uh, they are struggling, obviously, a little bit without all these uh, key uh, cogs uh, in the lineup. Uh, they're coming off a 4-2 loss against Tampa Bay uh, on Saturday night. That's their second straight loss. They lost to Calgary 4-1 before that. They did have a couple wins in a row there, Minnesota, and first game uh, of the back-to-back against Calgary. But that's a very, very beaten-up hockey team right now, uh, the St. Louis Blues. So there's no question about that. I think Ottawa's coming to play tonight. It's a winnable hockey game for them. Uh, and I think they uh, and I like the idea of also the first period money line that we get their best early, especially that first 20 minutes. So Ottawa first period full game money line split for me uh, in this one. And I could only look over the total with a St. Louis game right now uh, with all those injuries on the blue line. What do you think here, Alex? Senators blues. Yeah, I do. I agree with you. This is a, a big step up spot for Ottawa here. And I think this is a great price. I got it minus a dollar ten as well. Didn't go with the first period look, but that totally makes sense. Also, like I said, it could be a, a full, complete effort from this team. Uh, and, and like I said, St. Louis, we've seen them just be kind of up and down all year, uh, very erratic, and especially except when their goaltending is off, uh, the rest of the team follows. So I, I like Ottawa here on the money line. All right, there we go. Like in Ottawa as well. It's pretty straightforward thought process, Connor, isn't it? To someone that's uh, in the locker room in this kind of situation, you just get your ass kicked, you get embarrassed, you lose seven nothing. It's oh, yeah. a football score for fuck's sakes not a hockey score on saturday night with that ottawa colorado game they kicked the extra point basically against this ottawa senators team to colorado uh you know you want to bounce back after a game like that you would think in theory it's ottawa stepping up and playing their tails off tonight correct yeah for sure i like what you guys what you guys said there definitely uh definitely ottawa for me yeah no doubt and uh like i say when you have kachuk shabbat you know, the leaders of the team stepping up saying, I sucked, you know, mm. not just that the team was bad and it was embarrassing. They they didn't like their game and they said it publicly as well. So uh, keep that. And it's like, look, if, if you if St. Louis is healthy, you know, this is probably a cheap price on St. Louis. 
you know, at home minus 110. But St. Louis is not healthy. St. Louis isn't playing their best. You know, they've been inconsistent. And again, injuries have been a big part of it. Their goaltending and defense has been uh, very poor at times. Bennington and Grice can't be trusted one night to the next. So definitely reasons to like Ottawa here in this one. All right, final game of this Monday card, uh, Calgary and Nashville. Calgary minus 140, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Calgary, are they starting to finally get on a little bit of a roll? Um, uh, maybe. I mean, you, but you look at it, they finally put a couple of wins in a row together, which hasn't happened in a while. Uh, they beat St. Louis and they beat Dallas, although they were up six to one, six to two in that game. And Dallas roars back to make it six, five and a, a very a frantic finish uh, to that one. But the flames hold on for a, a six to five win. Daryl Sutter was uh, listening to me uh, saying it's time to give Dan Vladar a few more starts. And he gave Vladar a rare back-to-back -back starts and he got the win against Dallas. A little nervy at the end, but Calgary Flames hung on. It is back to Markstrom tonight for the uh, Calgary Flames, which I kind of did expect, especially with the way Dallas mounted that push in the third period. That uh, And Vladar was really good early and the whole team kind of fell asleep uh, with the big lead against Dallas. I think that played a part in it. But they go back to Jacob Markstrom, who, look, this is... Dan Vladar keeps on pushing for more playing time and more starts. He's winning games for this Calgary team. He's now, I believe, Dan Vladar 8-0-2 in his last 10 starts, something like that. He's been very good. No regulation losses for Dan Vladar uh, in his last 10 starts. Darth Vladar, uh, as they are calling him in uh, Calgary. Uh, so Jacob Markstrom, the pressure's on. He's had a mediocre season. He's had some bad games. He's had a a penchant to give up early goals in a lot of these games. So he's got to step up to the plate here uh, for Calgary, a big a game for him. Uh, and we'll see if the flames can keep their win streak going Nashville. Uh, they fell to the Buffalo Sabres on Saturday night. I was on Buffalo in that game. It was a great spot to fade Nashville off the road trip. Buffalo has played Nashville tough and they did on Saturday night. They got the victory against the predators predators looking to bounce back. Uh, I'm not ready to lay a buck 40 on the road with, Calgary with Markstrom and net that being said I don't know if I'll back Nashville over so as of right now it's a pass for me with Flames and Predators uh Alex what do you think here Flames Preds yeah I like this first period over laying uh one a uh, laying a dollar 35 but one and a half especially now Markstrom starting and that like I said he's given up some early goals I mean those stats are just mind-boggling and, and watching it you know how many times he's given up early goals we saw Vladar do it as well uh, there was a game against Chicago where he started and he gave up a couple of quick goals in the first period. So that's been a real issue, and that's been something to look for when uh, betting some of these first period totals. So uh, laying a cheap price at $1.35, I'll go over one and a half. All right, over first period for uh, Alex with uh, Calgary and uh, Nashville. Uh, Calgary, Connor, was one of those teams coming into the season, the big moves. Uh, obviously, they, they lost Gaudreau and Kachuk, and everybody mm. thought, wow, this team's going to really be bad this year. There's no way they're going to match what they did last year with no Johnny Gaudreau, no Matthew Kachuk. But Brad Tree living the GM moved quickly to replace those guys, bringing in Jonathan Huberto, signing Nazem Kadri uh, in mm. the offseason, Mackenzie Weger who was a very good defenseman part of the deal as well. Uh, they really went uh, above and beyond to try to replace them. And I thought, you know, they were going to be really good. And they still very well might be. But it's definitely been an up-and-down, inconsistent season for the uh, Calgary Flames. There's pieces there. They they needed Dubé and um, Mangiapane 
to really take a step forward offensively. Dubé's been very good lately, but Mangiapane's kind of had a disappointing, not kind of, he has had a disappointing mm. season after the breakout he had uh, last year. And then Markstrom struggles in net, put it all together, and Calgary's just been up and down. A lot of inconsistency. But I still think, Connor, this team is, if they get their shit together, Markstrom plays better, they keep the goals against down, they improve at the defensive end. That's been where some of their issues have been. They're a team that can still make a run in, in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Put it uh, this way: Who like do you, you like said, better, Calgary or Edmonton? Trading away those guys. It's. Uh, I remember. I remember looking at those trades, and it was it was you know blockbuster, right? So yep. it was pretty surprising. Um, like you said, I didn't really think they were gonna replicate replicate the success they had last year, but who knows, man. Um, I like I like the total. I like the under for that. Big Soros fan, so uh, I'm also yep. gonna. I'm also gonna say I want to go with Nashville on this one. I don't hate it. Like I don't hate it. I mean, I'm, I'd certainly. I'm in the. Like I don't know if I'll be betting the game, but I would take Nashville plus one twenty a little bit before I take Calgary minus one forty in this spot. And keep in mind, Soros has been great. Uh, UC Soros is in one of the better. Uh, I guess seven or eight game stretches of games he's had in a very long time. Mm. Now he's coming off a bad one against Buffalo, but the whole team was just off uh, on Saturday night. They they weren't great. They weren't great in front of him. They didn't play really good in front of him either. Saturday night against Buffalo. Before that, Soros was on a great run where he had been given up three goals or less, I think in like nine or 10 straight starts, mm. including that Carolina game where what he faced 60 plus it's, shots yeah, yeah. and they ended up winning that game. Five. See, you're nodding. Can't even, uh, I know NHL, it's been hard for you to keep up with it. Even you knew about that. I watch, I watch the goalies, Ian. I know the goalie stats. I don't know anything else, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it, man. I'll you just love your position. You don't love the sport. I'm kidding. It, 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 man, it's a different sport. It's a different sport. Ask me, about, ask me about the goalies. I'll have a better understanding. But some of the stuff, I'm clueless. No, but uh, yeah, no, he's been very good. Uh, for the uh, Nashville Predators, uh, there is uh, no question uh, about that lately. And look, he had a bad game against Buffalo, five goals allowed. But, you know, I think I, in that situation, the whole team uh, kind of played a, a rough uh, game uh, in between the uh, pipes. Um, all right, um, Connor, like I said, we're, we're going to come We're going to run an ad for Manscaped and then we're going to do best bets. We'll let you go right now. I know it's getting late there. That's after 9 p.m. We thank you for doing this. Uh, great stuff. I uh, hope you had fun uh, on the uh, show. But before you leave, we got to le- let you give out uh, best bet total side. If there's something that you like the most of all the games we've talked about, what would it be? Oh, you guys are putting me on the spot me on the here. Spot. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Um, remind remind me some of the earlier ones we were thinking of. Uh, wait, what was the? I think the Ottawa. Ottawa, you like Anaheim, Pittsburgh under because Gibson playing well there in his yeah, hometown. Yeah, you're you like right. that. You like the Nashville and the under. So, but I'm taking. Uh, I like the Ottawa one. I'm not sure what was what too. was the total. Uh, that total in that game is six. Yeah, I'm not sure about the total, but I like Ottawa. That's all. That's all Ottawa's I can the best give you. I can't give you two yeah. guys. I agree with you. Ottawa's the best way to go uh, for for that game. Side or total. Whoops. Well, there we go. Yeah, Ottawa is the best way to go, uh, in my opinion, in that one. A great spot for them off that 7 nothing loss. So there you go. Connor Lacouve is locked in, no pun intended, uh, with uh, Ottawa, uh, minus 110 against uh, St. Louis. Uh, awesome stuff, Connor. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great rest of your Monday night. I know it's like after 9 o'clock now. Yeah. 
uh, over in uh, Slovakia in Trenchin. And uh, good luck the rest of the season as well with the team. And uh, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, take care, man. man. Alex, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, sorry I couldn't be too much of a, a help or even really know what's going on here, but it was super, super cool to come on and see what you guys do and how you analyze it, you know, all the information you take in. So it was, uh, it was very, it was very interesting and very eye opening for me. So I appreciate you having me on guys. Thank you so much. No, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, we appreciate it. Have a good rest of the night and good luck the rest of the season. Yeah. Thank you. Ciao guys. All right, there he is, Connor Lacouve, our guest here on the Monday edition of the Ice Guys show. Uh, and I spare him. I'm glad he's uh, actually heading out now because he doesn't have to watch my monstrosity of the Manscaped ad that we're about <laughs> to uh, run here. Uh, he doesn't need to be privy to that. Uh, that's for sure. That Manscaped ad. I keep thinking, Alex, I got to reshoot that thing or retape that thing. It just drags <laughs> on too long. It's just I'm over the top with it. I might do that actually yeah. this yeah, week. Yeah, we, we're, we're recutting that. both of the ads. We'll be recutting pretty soon, so. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. We'll do a re-shoot uh, of the uh, certainly of the manscaped. Yours is great. You're professional. It's pop, 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 right to the point. I, I uh, can be a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm spitting over my words a little bit in mine. So yeah, uh, the bottom line is yeah, reshoot, reshoot yeah. coming up for our advertisements and our great sponsors. And speaking of our great sponsors, here we are, the aforementioned classic Ian ad for our friends at Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ice guys that's promo code ice guys all one word i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com using the promo code ice guys you get the performance package 4.0 it is a game changer the lawnmower 4.0 it takes care of this among other things uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit. this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, make uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant. Keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about. And Manscaped.com can help you out with that so make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20 percent off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped
All right, we are back here on the Ice Guys uh, show, and we are ready to wrap things up with uh, Best Bet. Uh, Alex, obviously, with our guest with us, I didn't get a chance to just get a first thought from you, but it was good to have you back. Uh, obviously, missed you here the last uh, couple of days. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's a, that's all I needed. That's all I wanted to say. It's just it's good to have you back. Yeah, good good to be back. <laughs> there you go. That's all. Sometimes it's just nice to say nice things every now and then. Right? <laughs> and hopefully we got some nice things to say about our best bets and that they'll win and put money in your pocket tonight. Alex, what do you like for best bet? All right, this one's going in about an hour, so you got to be quick with this one uh, if you are watching it on YouTube. Uh, Devils, Sharks, first period, over 2 plus 120. Uh, this has been an incredible run for uh, San Jose. I think it's going to continue. We're going to see some uh, good action back and forth, so we should see at least three goals. Cash just over 2 plus 120 with the Devils and Sharks. All right, there you go. Devils, Sharks, over one and a half first period for Alex B. Smith with his uh, best bet. Uh, for this uh, for this Monday uh, Martin Luther King Day card, uh, my best bet. Let's. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Um, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Ottawa. I am, and I'm going to do a split rather than say, you know what, um, first period or full game. I'm going to include both parts of that bet in the best bet. So a split bet, half on first period, half on full game. That's where we're going here with uh, Ottawa. So uh, Ottawa first period best available price with that right now is around minus a 105 and the full game money line right around that same price as well so pretty much minus 105 ottawa senators uh, first period full game money line i expect them to answer the bell st louis is a beatable team right now with all the injuries senators first period full game against the blues uh, for my best bet for this monday card that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone uh, in the chat for joining us hit the like button uh, on the way out we appreciate it very much uh, by the way speaking of best bets what a last second thrill ride of a winner we had with the canucks and the hurricanes over six and a half yesterday <laughs> last second magic from besser to get yep. that to three three uh, and force overtime so yet another vancouver over cashes wasn't easy uh, but we got there with that yesterday and uh, thankful for that. All right. Great stuff. Uh, thanks to everyone in the chat. We appreciate it. Hit the like button. And those of you that listen on the podcast as well, a reminder, the ice guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 PM Eastern Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon music, and more download the ice guys podcast. When you can't watch the show live, and Rich H., thank you so much for mentioning that. Right before before we sign off and say goodbye, we have to talk about Gino Ojic. Just absolutely yeah. uh, unfortunate news. Age of 52, it's too soon. Uh, obviously, everyone, everything you hear about Gino Ojic, and of course, I was watching him as a kid growing up for the Canucks, and you think enforcer, yeah. tough guy, and that's what he was on the ice. But everybody says to a man, gentle giant, one of the kindest, nicest souls you'll see off the ice was Gino Ojic. Uh, obviously horribly sad news and our the condolences and thoughts and well wishes to him, to his family at this time. I mean, it's just an unfortunate No, And it's uh, sad to see it at that age, 52 gone too soon. Yeah, definitely gone too soon. And like I said, uh, you know, one of the, the toughest of forces on the ice, but like I said, one of the kindest guys off the ice, you didn't, you didn't hear much of a bad word about him. So uh, like I said thoughts and condolences with his family for sure. Yeah, no question. I still remember the Rock'em Sock'em Don Cherry videos and Gino Ojic and some fisticuffs would make the cut many times uh, on those uh, Don Cherry videos. So, yeah, no question about it. Uh, sad day uh, in the hockey world yesterday upon the news of his passing. No question 
uh, about that. All right. Uh, thank you to everyone for joining us again. We appreciate it. And uh, that's another thing I wanted to mention before we sign off the BetCast. We want to remind you Tuesday, January 24th. So that's next Tuesday, uh, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. It's a really good slate that night as well. So uh, Tuesday, January 24th will be our first BetCast of 2023. It'll be our January BetCast and Super Bowl's not far away, and you know what that means. Weekly betcasts will be starting up right after that. So uh, every week we will have a betcast. It'll largely be on Tuesdays like they always are, uh, but looking forward to getting on these live betcasts more regularly following the end of the uh, NFL season. And one last thing, patreon.com slash ice guys. Check it out, $10 a month. Uh, You know what's there. Uh, Goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily betting card, and more. Uh, patreon.com slash ice guys for alex b smith i'm ian cameron have a great monday night enjoy the games and good luck we'll talk to you again tomorrow on tuesday for another edition of the ice guys presented by national hockey now 